Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is Scott Kaufman. He's here to talk about his very interesting book, If Tomorrow Never Comes, What Would You Do With Your Last 24 Hours? Now, Scott is not only an author, but he's also the founder and president of ScottKaufman.com and True Destiny, a company committed to helping individuals discover and ultimately walk in their destiny. Scott is not only an author, but a life coach and a motivational speaker. He has a bachelor's degree from Southern Illinois, and I am so pleased, Scott, to welcome you to Books on Air. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure on my part. You know, I'm always interested. I don't know where I got this idea or how this revelation came to me, but I, I realized one day that books are not just one thing. A book actually has two different stories. They have the story that the author writes for the reader. And that's the story that the reader reads. But there's always a story behind that book. There's always a way that that book came into being. It it was thought about by the author for some reason. Can you give me the backstory behind your book? Yeah, and you know, it, I'm glad that you asked that question because I think many people have gone through it, and yet some people don't want to admit that they've gone through it for whatever reason. Because sometimes failure is the greatest teacher in the world, and sometimes we have to fail to be able to become that which we really are. And I had really gotten to, I was working for corporate America, but I had become what I did and what I owned. And I had to lose it all to be able to say, hey, who is Scott? And what does Scott really want to do? And so when I lost it all and I found myself for the first time in my life without a job, without a vehicle, without a home, you, you, you talk about homelessness and things like that. Um, it, 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 necessity is the mother of invention. But I had always had this thing about, wait, we, there's something we're supposed to accomplish in life. What is it? What is it? And after about six months of just being a hermit, I realized that what my destiny was, and I love to write about destiny, was to help people discover what their destiny is. And really the premise behind this book is to tell someone, listen, you're not here on this planet for the free popcorn. <laughs> you were born for a reason. Find out what it is. And so the, if, if, if I went up to 100,000 people and said, listen, you have only 24 hours left to live. That's it. What are you going to do? Well, the vast majority of those 100,000 people would say, I'm going to quit this job that I've hated for the last 30 years, and I'm going to finally do something that I've always wanted to do. And I agree with them. And then they'll say, I'm going to go travel this far off land that I always wanted to travel, but I never found time to do. Okay, you're once again like that 99.9% of the population. And then I'm going to tell those closest to me that I love them. And my point in saying that is, okay, if you do it now when you only have 24 hours, why not do it when you have an undetermined amount of 24 hours? Find that passion, 
find that thing that you were born to do and go do it. I love that. You know, you've written four other books. Mm -hmm. Why was it time to write If Tomorrow Never Comes? Why was it now? Because I think there are people out there that just are just walking around, maybe you can call it a daze, wondering, oh, God, what am I good at? What am I good at? What am I good at? You know, and, and they really beat themselves up because they haven't they haven't taken the time to discover it. Why haven't they taken the time? Well, because there's bills to pay, tuition, mortgage, rent, this and that. They get they get locked into a job, not because they want to be there, but because they almost feel forced to be there. But then they've been they've been kind of conditioned to believe that that's all there is. You, you don't have a choice in life. And sometimes the choices we make, yeah, they're scary. There's no doubt. Sometimes it means stepping away from everything and doing what is in your heart to do. So I wanted to bring out in the book and, and yes, it was the one, it was the one that, um, that, uh, I wrote actually, the fourth one is the, is what I wrote. The first one that I wrote hasn't even published yet. Um, so this one was one that just spoke to me because it was like, people, you need to understand that you have a purpose. You have a reason to be here. And how much better is life when you are doing what you love, okay? And it's not work. So your occupation is now your vocation. And that makes all the difference in the world. It really, really does. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that your book is absolutely perfectly timed because I think the COVID epidemic, pandemic, whatever word you want to use to describe what's happened to us for the last two and a half, three years, has made people reevaluate. I think it's made them want to think about exactly the point that you're making with your book. It's they want to think about what is it I want to do, not is it not what do I have to do to pay the bills, to, you know, pay the car payment, pay the house payment, blah, blah, blah. What is it I really want to do and can I marry those two ideas so that I get to do what I want to do and at the same time meet my obligations. So I think you're absolutely right on target. The writing process is always kind mm -hmm. of interesting for me. Um, how did you how did you write the book? Because the idea is such a big idea. What's your writing process like? Do you outline? Uh, do you um, what do you do? I do not, and I have people that are absolutely amazed by it. I, I get the title of the book first. That's it. Always the title of the book. And then I get the chapters. So whether there's 25 chapters or 40 chapters, I literally get the chapter, and I, I write it down on a piece of paper. That's the only thing I write on paper is the chapter names. Um, then I sit down, start each chapter with a quote, and then I write. And I honestly will tell you that I've got to go back and read it a day later, uh, to see out, see what I wrote, but I will literally write a chapter a day until the book is written. So let's say, for argument's sake, that there's 25 chapters in a book. I'll have an introduction, the 25 chapters, and then an epilogue. So I'll write that book in 27 days. 
I, I can't take credit for what I write because I literally download it. I mean, it's just like it comes in and from from source and then onto the keypad and then boom. Um, and my editor will tell you she's never moved a paragraph in a, in, my, in a manuscript, which is it's kind of nice to hear. Wow. But uh, yeah, I I I I love I love the writing. I if you had asked me 15 years ago. Would I have been an author? I would have said, you're, you're crazy. Never was a thought in my mind. I was going to go up that corporate ladder and, and be CEO sometime. Um, but that just wasn't what the Lord had in, in, in store for me. And uh, I am so, so, so thankful that, that I chose this route. You know, you can have all the accoutrements of success. You can have the, the big house, the fancy car, lots of money. But if you aren't doing that one thing, that's inside your heart. And for me, it's writing. If you're not doing that one thing, there will be a void. And that void's not going to be filled by an even bigger home, fancier car, or more money. And so to me, writing is, it's my happy place. It's what I, I enjoy it. I can't explain to you how I did it. I can't explain why. I can tell you why I do it, because I want people to learn their significance in this world. We're, we're just not human beings, ladies and gentlemen. We're not. There's so much more to us. And, and the gifts that you have inside are there to help other people discover the gifts that they have inside so that they can help someone else discover and someone else discover and someone else discover. And, and so when I, when I sit down to write a book, that's what it's about. But it's about helping one person, believe it or not, if only one person opens this book and reads it, and only one person gets that aha moment, then I have done what I was charged to do. I love it. Who did you see in your mind that would read the book? And that was your, there an audience that you were writing for? Or did you just sort of think in general terms about people? You know what? Um, I think people in the like let's say 35 to 55 because yeah. they have been so cemented in their ways and they sometimes feel that they can't go on. And that really is where I want to, yes, it'd be, it'd be great if one discovered their destiny when they were 15 years old and got released in that destiny and they had a lifetime to, to, to work in that, that area. But what about those that feel stuck? And then they, and oh, the clock is ticking, the clock is ticking, the clock is ticking. And they feel like they've missed the best part of their life or their best part is passed them by. And I always tell them, look, you haven't achieved your destiny yet. And they say, well, how do you know that? I said, because you're still breathing. Once you've done what you were sent here to do, you will have taken your last breath and gone on to your next journey. Okay. So time is an illusion. Don't worry about time. But those that are in that age bracket, I think, have given up a little and lost a little bit of hope. And I want to give them that hope back that no matter how old you are, you can still accomplish the greatest thing in your life if you will just allow yourself to grow into who you really are. Let's give our listeners an overview of what the book includes, just a general overview of what they'll find when they open the book for the first time. Well, you know, it, the book is written in a, in a, in a way where if, if you want to read 
chapter one one day, and then you want to read chapter 16 the next day, and then maybe jump to chapter five and chapter 21. It, they're like almost little vignettes, in, individual vignettes, so that they can pick up a piece of something on every chapter. And it, what it does is I want them to look at it, and I want them to put it in a way that, hey, this spoke to me. And you may take away just large amounts of information from a chapter, and yet you may take only one sentence, but that one sentence can absolutely revolutionize how you see yourself in this thing we call the universe. And so um, it's really just picking up those parts that you maybe have forgotten, those parts that you haven't thought about, those parts that you were afraid to identify because you were told at some point in time, oh, you can't be a professional bungee jumper. There's no, there's no money in that. But yet that's your passion. And so it, it, it's written in a way for you to discover, accept, and walk in that passion that has been in you since the beginning of time. It's, it's never changed, and it will never change. You can walk around it, and you can forget about it, and you can bury it down, but eventually that passion is going to come up again, and then you're going to have the choice to make. Do I follow it, or do I bury it down again? And so if you bury it down again, you'll go on a year, two, three, who knows, and then it's going to creep up again. So the book is there to say, hey, don't keep burying it. Accept it. And when you start accepting it, when you can say, hey, now I see it, watch doors open. And as those doors open, then your life fundamentally changes because you are now doing the one thing that you were created to do. You know, it strikes me that this book would be a book that someone is not just going to sit down and, as you said, do chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter et cetera. They're going to sit down and they'll, they'll maybe they just let the book open on its own and see where it starts and maybe that's the place they start or maybe they do read chapter one but then they don't just go ahead and go to chapter two, they close the book and they start thinking about what's in chapter one and what you said in chapter one and what they're taking away in chapter mm-hmm. one and maybe that does lead them to chapter seven or eight or nine but. This is a book that I believe you would not just read once. This is a book you would keep and that periodically you'll reach for Scott's book, open it up, and find something new every time, each and every time you open the book. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and that's, and that's very true because how many times do we read different books and then we'll go through it from cover to cover, we'll put it down, and then maybe six months later we'll pick it up again and it's like you're reading it for the first time again, and you have the, another aha moment, and you have another, oh, my gosh, that's a great point. Any number of things that can, can transpire when you, when you open a book and read it from, you know, from, from different aspects. Because also, what you're experiencing in that appropriate time when you're reading that book can have you look at things a little bit differently. Because now maybe you've just, maybe you've just gone through a very, very period. I let's look at COVID the last two years. Whoever would have thought we would have gone what we went through. So somebody who maybe read the book two years ago or whatever, and then picked the book up today, um, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. 
oh, now I see, now I see, now I see exactly what I've gone through to get me to this point in my life. Good. I think that's exactly right. You know, often when authors write, the process itself of putting the words down and then going back and rereading their words, there will be a surprise or there will be something that they learn as they read their own words. Did anything like that happen for you as you wrote this book? Oh, absolutely. I, I would I would go back sometimes and read and I would say, where in the world <laughs> did I get? And it wasn't something that I it wasn't something that I had heard before. You know, it was it was it was literally something that got transferred into me that I was able to put down on paper. And and I don't know. of a Well, I shouldn't say that. I guess there are some authors who probably have a pretty good handle on everything in life. OK, but I learned just as much writing it. And I learned just as much when I go back to read one of my books. Because we need to be made aware of and reminded of certain things sometimes as, as, as simple as, as, uh, as it may seem. You know, there was one, there's one particular um, uh, time I was, in one book that I wrote, and it was about beauty. And I mean, we talk about beauty, and we talk about beauty is only skin deep and this and that. And yes, that's very true, you know, but yet we're in, in society, outside appearances mean a lot to a lot of people. I get that, right? But the beauty of who you are, of your spirit, of your, of your true essence. And I said, you know what? You can be the most beautiful person in the entire world. But if you don't understand your inner beauty, does it really matter what's reflected back to the mirror, you know, or from the mirror? And I went back to read that and I went, what? Where did I get that from? <laughs> so yeah, we surprise ourselves sometimes, but I think that's the creative flow that most authors bring to the table, so to speak. Um, and sometimes we, we don't know where it comes from. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily want to ask. Um, I'm, I, I am completely blessed with the gift that God gave me to write. I am blessed. I am humbled by it. Can't believe it was given to me. Um, but there's not a minute that goes by that I don't enjoy doing it. You know, and it's it's never a it's never a job for me. It's, a, it's an absolute passion. It's an absolute privilege. Uh, and so um, the books themselves, they literally and I know this may sound cliche. They literally write themselves. I can't take credit for it. <laughs> Could you hear me shaking my head, Scott? Yes, you're not the first author to say that to me. You know, the creative mind. Yeah, I, I had to say that because I was sitting here seriously shaking my head while you were talking. Yeah. That the creative process for people who are not gifted with that creative process, it does sound a little nuts, but that's how mm -hmm. it works. And over and over and over, this is the kind of thing that I hear authors say. They don't know where the work comes from. It just comes. And I 
your analogy as a gift to me is the perfect analogy for that writing skill and that writing talent. And some mm-hmm. people have it and some people don't. And it's that simple. But it's it's an amazing thing when it happens. I'm I'm lucky like you. I have that gift and I have that that skill and ability. And you're right. It's very very strange the creative process is very very strange and you you will read words and you'll think where did that come from it is kind of it <laughs> yeah. does sound kind of crazy now i think that we have teased our our listeners enough talking about the book because it is something as i said earlier that i think is so timely and right on target let's tell them where they can find it let me tell you about Amazon and, and how to get it from Amazon. If you've never done Amazon, if you've never bought a book from Amazon, it's really very easy. You just put in your browser www.amazon.com, and you almost don't even have to click. Your computer will almost automatically take you there. But the first time you go to that home page, it's a little bit intimidating because it's so full of stuff. But there's a, a box that you're looking for that's sort of a long, light gray rectangular box that's empty. And in that empty box, here's what you want to type. If tomorrow never comes, colon, what would you do with your last 24 spelled out hours by Scott, S-C-O-T-T, E, period, Kaufman, K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. Click on that and the book will come right up. You'll also see something that says, look inside. If you look at the cover of the book and you look in the upper right-hand corner, if you click on that look inside, the book will electronically open and you'll be able to read an excerpt. There's also a front and back cover. If you're looking at the paperback version, there's a little synopsis on the back of the paperback version and a little bio of Scott in case you want to see his bio. Now, Scott, I know that everyone doesn't want to purchase their books from Amazon. Some people like to buy books from other sources, and I know the book is available from some other places. Let's tell them where else they can find it. Yeah, the publisher of this book was called iUniverse. So you can actually go to the iUniverse website and just look it up pretty much like you just described for uh, for Amazon. And the same thing for Barnes & Noble online. Um, simply put in the name, uh, the, the title of the book, and my name, and it'll it'll pop up. It's, it's, it's that easy, really. And I, I opted to go that route simply because um, I want to spend more time writing versus me trying to sit there and say, hey, Will, you, will this bookstore take it? Will that bookstore take it? Nah, not me. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't blame I, you. I know that, yeah, I know that may sound counterproductive, but no, my my role is to continue to write and continue to inspire people. Uh, and I don't I don't find I don't find it enjoyable, at, quote unquote, hawking my wares because then you come across as a snake oil salesman. I never want that. I want the book speak to someone and I want them to go away saying, I am so utterly thankful that I read this because now I have the courage to take that step. You know, we've all been called to change humanity. Now, humanity may be an entire continent of people, but it also may be one single individual. 
And there's no distinction between that single individual and that entire continent. And so as you get to the point where you are discovering what you're supposed to do to change humanity, all right, what a great, I mean, that is, that's rebirth. That is, that is the, the greatest thing in the world is to discover why you're here. And that's why the book was written, to challenge people to take the time to figure out why you are really here, because your life, as I said before, will fundamentally change when you grasp that one thing, when you finally accept why you're here, and then, oh, it's like, you're kidding me. I get to write every day? Are you serious? That's what I want people to think about when it is doing whatever they are that they're dreaming of doing. They get to do this every single day of their life. And it should be, you're going to pay me to do this? That I should go to jail for that. <laughs> That's what I want people to be like. I should go to jail for having so much fun at what I'm doing right now. Now you have a blog. Tell me about the blog. What's there? And give me the address so if I'm a listener, I can go find it. Okay, so the blog address is... Scott Hoffman, S-C-O-T-T-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N dot blogspot, and that's B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. So Scott Kaufman dot blogspot dot com. And it really is, if you can imagine like a daily uh, devotional type thing, um, that's what it's written like, a daily devotional. Take you about maybe five minutes to read it. Now, I... I I publish it uh, every Sunday, um, but I do tell you, I take uh, I don't publish between June and uh, August. Those are my three months of my hiatus to kind of regroup, regenerate, and then I pick it up. For example, this Sunday, I will start writing again uh, for the next nine months. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's really uh, just how to get through the week sometimes or just a lesson for the week. But much like my writing, I don't know what I'm going to write until I literally sit down on Sunday morning and I start typing. And I have to go back and read it two or three days later to see what I wrote about the blog. <laughs> so how I, how I write my blog is no different than how I write my books. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking a lot about the book. We've been talking a lot about philosophy. Our listeners will become readers. And they will pick up a copy of If Tomorrow Never Comes. As I said earlier, this is a book that you won't sit down and just read cover to cover in one or two sittings. This is a book that you'll sit down and you'll read maybe chapter one, maybe half a chapter one, maybe only the first page. But you'll read something and then you'll stop and you'll think about it. And then you'll go back and you'll read more and you'll read more and you'll read more. Eventually, you will finish the book and come to that last page. You'll read that last page, and you'll close the back cover, either electronically or physically. When that reader closes that back cover, Scott, what do you want them to take away? What's the bottom line message that you really want to drive home to this reader? I want them to weep for joy, to be honest with you. And I don't say that, uh, I don't say that in, a, in this big, dramatic fashion. I want them to realize the significance of who they are. And that 
there is nothing, nothing in this world more valuable than them being where they're supposed to be. Not because somebody told them they had to be there, not because this is what their education trained them to do or because where they live. No, because they finally discovered that there's more to life than what we've been led to believe. And I want them to find, I want them to have that. I am so utterly thankful because now I have the courage to go do this, no matter how crazy it may seem. That's what I want them to take away with them. Well, I think the book is so inspirational. Your message is so uplifting and so encouraging for the individual. It's just been delightful and a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being my guest. No, it's been my pleasure as well. Thank you so much. Now, remember, you can find If Tomorrow Never Comes, What Would You Do With Your Last 24 Hours by Scott E. Kaufman, K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the publisher's website. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope that you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.